Well, hello. We are here and ready to go for the next 30 minutes. Another edition of the Disability Law Show. Good stuff. John Scholes here, as always. Savan Tamarkin is ready to answer all the questions and queries you have. You can send them along anytime, by the way, outside this half hour. How do you do that? Email goodstart, help at disabilityrights.ca. And the phone number, toll free, of course, anytime, one 855 And recently, a new website has been minted to make you that much smarter. That is called Pocket Disability Lawyer. Savannah, I know that's how you want to start off this week, by getting into that. Uh, Break it down. Give me some details, pal. What's it all about? Hey, John. Great to be here with you and with our listeners. So it's a fantastic new website we've created, and it's really for people out there who have questions about their long-term or short-term disability matters, any issues they have with their insurance companies. Uh, not paying their uh, their payments, their monthly payments, or rejecting their claims, denying their long-term or short-term disability claims. A lot of people, John, just want to Google the answer. They want to understand what their rights are. Can the insurance company deny my claim? Is this, is it a valid denial? Uh, can they force me to do certain things? Let's say you're on claim and they want you to be seen by one of their doctors. Uh, let's say they're asking for certain documentation. So all these kinds of questions even though week in and week out on the radio, John, and on the TV, we tell people that they can call us. Myself, I'm a lawyer, I deal with this, or my team of lawyers across Ontario. Uh, We help people across Ontario. In fact, we help across Canada, essentially, uh, with these kinds of claims. People call us all the time, but some people do not want to call us for whatever reason. They want to Google the answer. The problem is that if you Google these questions, Just like with medical questions, you may not get accurate information, certainly not when it comes to your specific situation. And so we created the pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca website to allow people to get the information they need about their specific case. And and it's basically some drop-down menus, and it allows you to go and say, okay, here's my issue. I'm dealing with a long-term disability case. I'm dealing with a denial. I'm dealing with so-and-so. These are just drop-down menus. You put in the information applicable to your situation, and then you get an analysis. It's automated, right? We, we, it took us months and months to put this together. It's completely free. It's anonymous. If you want to get in touch with us after getting the answer to your question, by all means, click the button, and then somebody on my team will reach out to you, and we can have a discussion. If you don't, just close the browser. We'll never know you were there. But this website... Uh, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Honestly, John, it's a game changer because not everyone wants to email a lawyer. Not everyone wants to call a lawyer, even though talking to us is absolutely free. We give this advice day in and day out. We go through paperwork. We talk to people about their situations. We don't charge a cent for that. But still, people sometimes just want to do things on their own, and this is an opportunity for them to do so. No obligations, quick and free pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Brand new website, but it's been used thousands of times now. And as Savannah says, right at the uh, top right corner, you'll see a yellow contact button anytime if you want to carry forth from uh, just using this free website and say, hey, I got some more questions. I want to talk to a, a live, uh, warm-blooded body. You can do that through the contact button. And also the uh, the phone number, as I always give you throughout the show, toll-free, 1-855-821-5900. Okay, we always kick into a week that was. What's uh, what's cooking in that regard, Savan? John, as we're getting into the fall, uh, and of course winter is just around the corner, I hate to say that, but it's true, 
you know, we're seeing uh, an uptick in injury cases, people calling us because they or their loved ones or friends or family have been injured either in a car accident or a slip and fall. Uh, we, but really, we're dealing with any kinds of incidents. I mean, you know, we have situations where uh, parents call us because their child was in a horse camp, you know, and, and the child was not supervised and the child fell off a horse and got injured badly. And so we're dealing with those kinds of cases. But let me tell you about this one call I got this week. It's a gentleman. Uh, he's in his 60s and he's calling about his son. His son is in his early 30s and his son was in a car accident. Uh, the car was driven by his friend. Uh, it, it was night, nighttime. It was a few months back. Uh, and, and they were uh, at an intersection. They were stopped. Uh, and his uh, car, the car he was in was hit from the back. And it was hit from the back by uh, a, a, a truck, um, just like a, a sports truck, uh, an SUV, a big SUV. And it was a fairly significant accident. In fact, it was so significant, the police attended. Uh, they had to take some of the people there to the hospital. And the father who called me told me that his son has been uh, injured. Uh, he suffers now from uh, traumatic brain injury. So it's a fairly significant injury. Uh, he has a few fractures. Certainly, he's still in the hospital. He's not going to work. Sorry, he was in the hospital. He's released now, uh, but he's not back to work. He's a computer programmer. He was making, I think, close to $100,000 a year. Uh, and, and so, of course, they're very concerned. Now, his son was in the car that was hit. His son was not the driver. And so the question becomes, on his end, you know, what are the rights here for his son? What can his son get by way of compensation? So I was asking a whole bunch of questions. And I explained to him and his wife, who joined afterwards, I said, look, I said, your son clearly has a very significant injury here. So first things first, he's entitled to certain accident benefits from the uh, insurance company of the vehicle that he was in, okay, so his friend's vehicle. Uh, he's entitled to income replacement benefits. Typically, that's up to $400 per week, okay? I know it doesn't sound like a lot to some people who make a lot more than that, but keep in mind, it's up to $400 a week. Sometimes there's optional benefits that are purchased and the amounts could be higher. But also, to the extent that his injuries are going to be long, they're going to be prolonged, they're going to be into the future, they're going to be serious, they are serious because he can't work, he probably has a claim, most likely has a claim against the driver of the vehicle that hit them from the back actually the driver and the owner of that vehicle, because sometimes the driver and the owner are not the same person. But under the law, the owner is also liable for this kind of an accident, for, for a car accident. Uh, so I explained to him the kind of accident benefits that their son is entitled to. Uh, we went over that. Uh, I, I wanted to make sure that they fully understand the scope, the kind of medical benefits that he can get. Then we got into the claim, the potential claim against the driver and the owner of the vehicle that hit them. And they wanted to ask about that because they, they got mixed information. They, they went to some lawyer who promised them a pie-in-the-sky number, yeah. uh, millions of dollars. And then they went to wow. another lawyer who said, well, I don't know. We have to wait for about you know, uh, almost two years before we issue a claim. So they, had, they were mixed up with information. And I said, look, let me straighten out for you because this is what I find. Some lawyers are just, for whatever reason, not truthful with individuals. Calling, well, I know why, right? They want to sign people up. And other lawyers are just too blasé about these kinds of cases, not understanding the urgency. So I want to talk about those two things because those come up quite frequently. Lawyers that promise you a number, they promise you a certain amount of compensation for your injuries when you first come to them. And those lawyers who tell you will take a wait-and-see approach when you have a very serious injury uh, and that we are going to 
start the legal process in about two years from yes. the date of the accident. So I want to break those two that. things down, John. Number one, exactly. So let me talk to you about the first one. The first one where they promise you a number. I am telling you unequivocally, there are no exceptions here. And by the way, as a lawyer, first thing they tell you in law school, do not ever be unequivocal. Well, I am being unequivocal now. No injury lawyer can tell you at the beginning of an injury claim, when you first got injured, what your claim is worth. There are too many variables. And let me give you just one example that will completely deflate any of these promises that lawyers give out. You, your doctors, no one knows how your body will respond to the injuries. I've seen people who have suffered similar types of accidents develop different kinds of injuries because people are of different ages, their bodies react differently, mentally they react differently, there are other factors in their lives that may influence you know, the, the healing process or, or when they plateau with their treatments. You get treated by different people. You have different physiotherapists, different doctors who have different opinions. So my point is, you do not know after an accident if you're going to get better and to what point you're going to get better. You know, that's the reality. And so when, when, you, ha when you have an injury, especially a brain injury, incidentally, uh, or a fracture or anything like that, and you go to a lawyer and that lawyer says, yeah, I think I can get you $500,000. No, they can't say that. They have no idea. Your claim could be worth zero or it can be worth a million dollars or more. There are many variables we look at. We look at who's at fault and how we look at who's at fault. We look at the kind of, of uh, what, what was your health before the accident. We look at where you live, what's available to you by way of treatments. There are many, many things. So my point is, a lawyer that promises you an exact number or promises you the moon, to me, that's a red flag, and I would stay away from that lawyer if it was me. Let me move to the other element here. When people, when lawyers say, we'll start your claim in two years, what, what they're telling you is your claim is not important. Okay, that's what they're telling you. Now, in some instances, when you suffer an injury and it's not clear yet that it's going to impact you for the long term in an injury context, it may be correct to say, let's take a wait and see approach for the next few weeks, next few months, maybe even a year. But if they tell you in a brain injury case that you need to wait for two years to start the case, to me, that is a massive red flag because it's clear cut to me that with a, a, an injury that's serious or any injury that's serious, that you wait too long to start a claim. Because if you wait for two years, your claim is delayed by two years. You understand, John? So if I know yeah. that I suffered, that somebody that I know suffered an injury that is very serious, where I can tell you, okay, based on all the reports, based on all my knowledge, these, this injury is going to, to you know, plague this person for many years to come, and it's going to impact their ability to earn money, I'm going to move now. I need to start the legal process now, because every day I delay is another day this person is not getting the money they deserve. So again, be concerned or stay away, in my opinion, from lawyers who promise you the moon and stay away from lawyers who don't seem to have any hurry in their bones, that they don't really care whether they start your claim now or in two years or frankly, for, you know, at any point. Uh, you want a lawyer that's going to be responsible, that's going to answer your questions, that's going to look at things objectively and logically and make sure that whatever they're doing for you, they're doing for you, not for them. You are the client. It's your money. It's your life. It's your rights. 
We'll take a short break and into lots more of this and your email as well. Send them along anytime. They'll either appear on this show with the remaining time or a future show too. So keep uh, keep them coming. That email address, help at disabilityrights.ca. And the phone number anytime, 1-855-821-59. And a reminder, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. That website's free and anonymous for you to use as well. We'll continue. Short break here and back into more of the Disability Law Show. Hang on. And we're back. Disability Law Show getting into your weekend very shortly here. Savannah Tamarkin, always in attendance, ready to make you smarter and uh, give you the availability to reach out anytime to Savannah and his team. Always ready to have that chat toll-free. Of course, it'll cost you nothing just to pick up a phone and say, hi, can you give me a little bit of information on this? And they're glad to do that. one 855 821-5900, the website disabilityrights.ca, help at in front of that, help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll send you an email and get you to that address. And as we mentioned right off the top of the show, a recent website used to uh, help you out. Do you have a case? Don't know? You want to call a disability lawyer? But even before that, you can go to pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca and there's a contact button at the top right if you want to carry forth from there. But here we go. Dave, first email of the uh, the show, Savannah says, Guys, I've been on LTD for five years. I'm on CPP disability and adjusted LTD. I've seen five doctors and just had an IME where uh, their doctor agreed with my doctor's. I'm unable to work because of mental illness. The problem is they keep passing me off to new adjusters and they all keep coming up with new ideas to get me back to work, but they know there are no jobs for me to go to as I have work restrictions and their psychiatrist made. I've lost my own doctor now and have no doctor to back me up anymore for past year and I'm feeling like they're bullying me now. It's very stressful. Is there anything I can do about this? Wow. Yeah, Dave, I'm really, really sorry to hear what you're going through. Uh, and I can understand your concern, obviously, if they keep passing you to new adjusters. Unfortunately, that's not something that is unusual. Uh, sometimes there is high turnover at some of these insurance companies, uh, and they have different people with different personalities, and, you know, it's crazy. But sometimes they make different decisions, or sometimes, you know, a new adjuster comes in thinking that they can just change everything not understanding that they're dealing with human beings like yourself, people who are suffering and people who actually need the help for which these insurance companies purport that they exist, right? Uh, So let's break it down to our listeners. You're saying, Dave, that you've been on LTD, long-term disability, for five years. I want to make sure that people understand what this means. We we talk a lot, John, about the test for getting long-term disability. Well, Let's make sure people actually understand the timeline here, the five years, why that's significant. And Dave, that's important for you to understand because I think it's going to reduce some of your stress. I think you know some of this, but I want to make sure that you know we're on the same page. So generally, under most LTD policies, whether you have them through your group health benefits or if you pr- uh, uh, get them privately, these, these policies, the test for getting long-term disability for the first two years is whether you can perform the essential tasks of your own occupation, okay, your own occupation. Beyond the two-year mark, there is a change of definition, meaning the word disabled or total disability, that's the phrase, it changes. The test to get LTD beyond two years changes. No longer is it, can you perform the essential tasks of your own occupation? Now it's, can you perform the essential tasks of any occupation? But don't forget the last part of it any occupation for which you are suited for by training, education, or experience. So not just any occupation, an occupation that you are trained for or have education for or experience. And typically, we look at commensurate income. We look at can you earn effectively what you're getting from your LTD insurer in another job, right? 60, 65, 70% of what you are getting from 
you know, the, what, what you got before you became disabled. Can you earn that now? If the answer is no, then you should continue getting LTD beyond the two-year mark. It is not an easy test to meet. A lot of insurance companies often cut people off around that time, uh, around the two-year mark, incorrectly, I should say, by the way. We help people with that, where they get cut off unjustly and incorrectly. But in this case, Dave has been on LTD for five years. So you understand, John, he's passed the test. He's passed that change of definition date. He's now been getting paid for five years. That is a big, that's a big thing. It means yeah. the insurance company has agreed that he is disabled mm-hmm. from any occupation from which he's suited for. In addition to that, he says he's on CPPD, CPP disability, which again, arguably is even a harder test to meet to get CPP disability from the government. It's a federal government, federal benefit. So the government has deemed him disabled, unable to work. He's been to five doctors and just had an IME. What is an IME? An IME is an independent medical examination. I mean, I would argue it's not independent because it's a doctor hired and chosen by the insurance company. Exactly. But in this case, Dave is saying that this IME doctor, this insurance hired doctor agreed that he's disabled because of the mental illness and issues that he's experiencing. So, so Dave is saying, well, now they have all these new ideas to get him back to work and, and you know, it's creating a lot of stress on him. And, and his concern is that he's lost his own doctor. So leaving aside the fact that he's lost his own doctor, which I think is a big deal, not so much from the legal standpoint, but because I think he needs someone to look after him, right? I mean, from a medical standpoint, you want to have a doctor you can go to, right? You want to make sure you have somebody that knows you, knows your history and can treat you. So I urge Dave to obviously continue looking for a doctor or get a referral to someone because he needs that. From a legal standpoint, I'm not that concerned because he's passed that two-year test. He's been on LTD for five years. The government has deemed him disabled. The IME doctor, the psychiatrist from the insurance company agrees that he cannot work. So I'm not concerned that the insurance company is going to cut him off unless they're really, really stupid. Now, have they done stupid things in the past? Insurance companies? <laughs> you betcha, 100%. Yeah. But I can tell you right now that if Dave was ever cut off, I'm the first person he should be calling because I can tell you that I would be immediately firing off a letter to the insurance company telling them, you better reinstate him or else. Not only are you going to be on the hook for his uh, payments under the policy, I'm going to go after you for punitive damages to punish you. I'm going to get the court to hammer you for doing this to him. But what can he do now with all these adjusters? Well, one of the things, John, and you know this, we have this on our website, ltdfaq.com.ca. Long-term disability, frequently asked questions.ca. We have these little short memos which are free to the public. And, the, you know, one of the memos is about dealing with difficult adjusters. Record everything, all your interactions with these adjusters. Make sure that you write things down. Make sure that you confirm what is said whenever you speak with them by phone the same day, right? Don't use superlative. Just basically email the adjuster saying, this is what you said, this is what I said. You know, I'm not ready to go back to work. I'm still suffering from X, Y, and Z. You know, just make sure that it's clear. I don't care if the adjuster answers you back. I care that you have put this in writing contemporaneous with the event, the same day that you had those conversations. Keep a diary. If the adjusters are really pressing you and and it's exacerbating your mental health, tell them that. Put that in writing. Tell them you are making my situation worse. Now, Dave is looking for a doctor here, but to the extent that he has anyone he can go to, a walking clinic, anyone else medically, or any treatment providers, he should be telling them that this is what's happening with these adjusters. These adjusters are actually increasing his anxiety and creating a bigger barrier for him to recover. Why? 
because if at some point the insurance company does turn around and actually decide to cut them off, which God help them if they do, we're going to have all these records from all these treatment providers and all these emails he's been sending right. to the adjuster that we can point yeah. to and say, he's been recording this. He's been saying this to you. He's been telling you that you guys are not acting correctly. You're creating pressure on him. Why is this important? It's important because it's going to bolster up a claim for punitive damages, for punishment, uh, uh, for a punishment award against the insurance company. And, and listen, courts have not been shy about hammering insurance companies and, and awarding punitive damages against them and other types of damages. So it's really important to understand. Now, Dave, I will tell you this. If you want to reach out, I'll be happy to speak with you about your situation above and beyond what I've talked about you know, in this show. Uh, we have other people that you can speak with. We can alleviate your fears. I can't tell someone, John, remember you know, from our last segment, I can't promise certain things to people. Of course. I can't promise someone that the insurance company is not going to cut them off. I can't. And the reason I can't is because insurance companies are not always logical. The people who work there are not always the smartest people, and they're not always the most educated, the most empathetic. Okay? I'm not, again, casting kind of a blanket uh, aspersions here on everyone. I'm just saying some of these adjusters are not the best people for the job. Some of them are. I have some who are friends who are fantastic, but some of them are not. And you do have some adjusters, you do have some insurers who are very callous. All they care about is money. And they do actually do the unthinkable and they cut people off in Dave's situation. And what happens in that situation, here's what I can promise you, Dave, is that I and my team, me and my team, will go after the insurance company with everything we have and we've got resources and we've got the expertise, we've got the reputation and we've got a record. And just go and just Google us and you'll just take a look at all the Google reviews that we have. So you're not alone. We're going to help you. I can tell you, almost 20 years of doing this, myself, my team, and we have quite a few lawyers, some of which, like myself, have used, used to work for insurance companies right. in the past. We are here for you. We're not going to let the insurance company bully you. We're not going to let the insurance company abuse you. We're going to stand up for your rights. If you feel you need to reach out to us, by all means do so. It'll cost nothing for you to chat with us, for us to give you advice. And John, the reality is I've been talking to people and advising them uh, on their situations without charging a single cent for years, for years. Because as far as I'm concerned, I want to try and even the playing field or maybe even tilt it in favor of individuals. And, and you know, John, you and I sometimes talk and talk about this example, this, this uh, I think somebody once said this, like David versus Goliath, right? right. The, the little yeah. guy versus the insurance company, the Goliath. And I keep telling people when they say that, well, remember who won that battle. That's right. Goliath fell. Yeah. Right. So, but irrespective of the fact that you may be David, really here, Dave, <laughs> we are going to be on your side. Okay. We're going to be on your side. We've helped a lot of people across the country with these kinds of issues. Rarely is there an issue we have not seen that comes across our desk. But even if there is one, we know how to deal with all these issues. We know how to deal with all these insurance companies. They know us and we get results for our clients. And again, you can see that when you just Google us. Dave, appreciate the email, pal, and uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about that. You can always carry on with a phone call. Now that we're just about out of time, and I'm sure you've got the number, but just in case, and for you who are listening as well, uh, 1-855-821-5900. Now, uh, above and beyond the websites, which we've already mentioned over the half hour, yeah, ltdfaq.ca is a good one that Savan mentioned. It's always available for you. And actually, the blocks he was talking about and this particular email, they're right beside each other, independent medical examinations, beside dealing with difficult adjusters, and below that, CPP just 
usability. So it's all there just in this email. You can use that anytime you like. It's absolutely free and anonymous, ltdfaq.ca. Want to reach out? Good old-fashioned email. You can do that, help at disabilityrights.ca. And one more time, that phone number if you want to leapfrog all that and talk to Savan or a member of his team, always available for you, one 855 Two one fifty nine hundred toll free, of course. And we'll catch you next time on the Disability Law Show. Enjoy your weekend.